Hi, my name is Umberto Mucci. This is With Italian News, a podcast about Italy during coronavirus times. Today is Friday, December 18. Today, the government will decide which closure will take place in Italy in the next days to avoid an increase of the infection during the holidays. We will not be able to move in the days of celebration if not for health, work, necessity or to visit family members, but only the closest ones. There are two hypotheses. The first is to interrupt the lockdown with three days of freedom, so everyone at home from December 24 to 27 and from December 31 to January 3. On December 28, 29 and 30, however, bars and restaurants would remain open until 6 p.m. and stores until 9 p.m. And within the region where we live, only in these three days, we would be allowed to move by car, no more than two people inside the car, excluding children under 14 years old. The second hypothesis instead foresees non-stop lockdown from December 24 to January 6. Precisely for this reason, there will be very strict controls to avoid too crowded gatherings and respect the rules of distances on roads, highways, airports, ports, railway stations. It is expected that the lockdown will lead many Italians to move before December 24 in second homes or in areas where their families live. Some news about the vaccine in Italy. As in the rest of Europe, the first symbolic vaccinations will begin on December 27. In Italy, the first vaccine will be administered to a nurse of the Spallanzani Hospital, the excellence in the fight against contagious diseases, to which we have allocated the funds raised by we Italians thanks to your generosity. This is another demonstration of the fact that we have chosen well, and we thank you once again. It has been communicated where the first doses of the vaccine will go, in which regions, based on the number of health workers and then of guests living in residences for the elderly. Of course, any region will have doses. Lombardy is the region that will have the highest number of doses, followed by Emilia-Romagna and then Lazio, Piedmont, Veneto, Campania and Sicily. Meanwhile, a survey says that 8 out of 10 Italians say yes to the COVID vaccine. Although more than half of those in favor would not want to do it now, but in a few months when there will be more evidence on the real effectiveness. Me, whenever you want to vaccinate me, I'm the first one. Absolutely. However, there remains a 19% of Italians who would not do that anyway, who would not do the vaccine. Never. For more than half of citizens, 53%, however, the administration should not be mandatory, but a free choice of individuals. On the other hand, 37% believe it should be mandatory for everyone, while 10% did not respond. Among those who opt for the free choice, women are 56%, just above men at 50. There are diversified response by age group. Among those who want the vaccine to be optional, 62% are under 35 years. 58% are in the range between 35 and 55 years, while only 44% are over 55 years. In the geographical division, 71% of the Northeast Italians are in favor of free choice. This figure drops to 61% in the South, 55% in the Northwest, 46% 46 in the islands, and as low as 30% in the center. Wednesday was not a good day for superstitious Neapolitans. The blood of San Gennaro, the pattern of Naples, failed to liquefy despite two rounds of praying by the faithful. Some in the southern Italian cities see this as an omen of bad things to come. A vial containing the dried blood of the 4th century martyr is put on its public display three times a year in the city's cathedral and the faithful pray for its liquefaction, known as the Miracle of San Gennaro. 
It did not happen on Wednesday, despite hours of praying. Fewer people than normal were allowed in the, into the cathedral because of coronavirus restrictions. Scientists say the substance inside the sealed vial appears to be dried blood, but cannot explain why it sometimes turns into liquid and sometimes does not. Neapolitans get particularly nervous if the blood does not liquefy on the saint's feast day, September 19, but less so on the other two days the vial is brought out for public veneration, which are the Saturday before the first Sunday in May and on December 16. When the blood failed to liquefy on September 19, 1980, a massive earthquake hit southern Italy two months later, killing more than 3,000 people. Last year, however, the blood melted perfectly and it's not like 2020 was such a wonderful year, on the contrary. So we all love the folklore of Naples, but we know that it's the Neapolitans who are responsible for their extraordinary ability to live and survive, not the blood of San Gennaro. An Italian startup based in Cagliari, Sardinia, has devised a system to improve the lives of people with hearing problems, obtaining an investment from an American venture capital of $2.3 million. The founder, Alessandra Faris, is a young woman who is the daughter of deaf parents. When she was a child, her schoolmates used to label her as the one with the strange parents who talk with their hands. And she patented a system able to detect any sound and vibration through special sensors and transmit the warning in real time directly to the user's wrist through a bracelet. The technology consists of sensors to be applied to the sound sources, from alarms to the intercom to the monitor to hear the baby crying, a smartwatch that receives the signals, and an app for the manage management of devices. When something sounds or vibrates, the center activates and alerts the smartwatch in real time. The smartwatch vibrates, lights up and shows the name of the sensor that has been activated on the display. Pressing any sensor in the house can also attract the attention of the person wearing the smartwatch facilitating communication between people in the same house but in different environments. Alessandra explained that when she was just two months old, if someone went up the stairs inside the house, she would start looking upwards to warn parents of the noise. And around five months old with her fingers, she would point to the door. It was practically a living bell. While as a child she was the sound detector of her parents, when she grew up she created a real one valid for all deaf people. Once again, Italian innovation is born from Italian need and talent, and thanks to the American money support, it grows and helps the world to make life easier and more pleasant for those who have an extra problem. The last report of Save the Children is dedicated to the world of girls in Italy who pay systematic and well-rooted gender inequalities in our society, who have already formed in early childhood, who leave them behind their male peers, and who have worsened with the pandemic. More than 1 million Italian girls between the age of uh, 15 and 29 risk by the end of the year finding themselves in the condition of not studying, not working and not being included in any training course, thus giving up aspirations and projects for their future. Limbo, in which already today struck one girl out of four, with peaks approaching 40% in Sicily and Calabria. Although girls are better than their male peers at school, have fewer failures and dropouts, are more resilient and cooperative, read more and have better grades in mathematics and Italian and graduate much more than boys, among Italian women graduates in the first six months of 2020, only 62.4% find a job, with a decrease of 10 percentage points compared to 2019, while for male graduates, although penalized, the decrease is 8 points from 77.2% to 69.1%. 
In the year of COVID-19, the world of books closes with figures not too far from those of last year in terms of sales and turnover. Indeed, the most comforting data lies in the increase of three points in one year in Italy in the number of those in the 1574 age bracket who have read at least one book in the last 12 months. It was 61% in October 2020, compared to 58% in 2019 and 55% in 2018. The rediscovery of reading may seem obvious in the year of forced lockdown, but a July survey of late May data went diametrically opposite. What inevitably emerged from the COVID emergency, however, was a new normal for books with a surge in readers through digital media. Those of e-books have reached 30%, they were 26% in May and 25% in 2019, and for audiobooks it's 12% now, compared to 18% in May and 10% in 2019. Out of 100 readers, 40 use mostly digital media, 32 in 2019, but that hasn't diminished print book readers, who were 55% in October, exactly the same as a year earlier, and up from 53% in May 2020. In this regard, allow me a little self-promotion. Uh, in January 2021, the seventh book of With Italians, the yearbook with the inter interviews in Italian, Italian and English, published during 2020, will be released on Amazon, both in print and as an e-book. It's all for now, it's all for today. Thank you very much. Please stay healthy and stay safe, wear the mask. If you can, do the vaccine. And I'll see you on Friday. My name is Umberto Munci. This was We The Italian News. Ciao from Rome.